0: Christina
1: not here? Which oh, Christina Bean,
0: she's not here this weekend. She's out of town.
1: You didn't I'm know so that. sorry. No, but this was going this is this is what we wanted to present to the junior ch- church, church. And, and it stays with the junior church, but every week. You can honor someone, and I was going to have Christina honor someone. How many, raise your hand if you're in junior church. You come every Sunday to junior church. All right, you come here, because you're big enough. Come here. So I'm going to, since Christina's not here, I'm going to make him the honorary uh, African. uh, You ready? Now, it's going to be big, but that's okay. It's all right. You got a head, there you go. All right, stick your hands through there. Take your hands through there. So, if you are in junior church and you are the student of the day, you get to wear this. But you have to be picked. Okay. So, you'd have to have won the week before, come back to wear it the following week, okay? And then before you go home, you got to give it back to whoever's in charge of junior church. So. So, um, and don't worry about the smell. It, it just makes you, reminds you of Africa, okay? So how, did, how does he look? Can everybody see? It's, that is, wow. That's very good. So you get the rid it today. Now, do you have a parent here? That's you, okay. Do not take this home. You take, you rip it off of him. Give it back, put it on this hanger and give it back to whoever. Leave it here. Okay, so there. What's your name? Isaac. A Bible name. Oh, it's wow. even better. His last name is Watts. Isaac Watts? <laughs> You're supposed to be dead. So I'm going to give mom the hanger. Isaac, you may sit down. Thank you very much. Look at that. What a, what a leader. And here, here's the hanger. This is Watts. Thank you. And uh, is this his sister here? Yes. I'm his sister too. <laughs> is, he, is everybody in your family here? How about him? We're missing daddy, well, other
0: than that, we're here.
1: This is yours? Yes. One, two, three, four, five. Six.
0: <laughs> he adopted her.
1: All right. You you didn't wrinkle that, did you? Isaac? Isaac? Did you wrinkle that shirt? No, he didn't. No, you can sit on it. You can wrinkle it. You can wrinkle it. Very good. Okay. Wow. We're starting early, but that's okay. Um, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Ghana, tonight... Um, Cuba, we're going to kick off. Cuba, do they know what we're going to try to do? You'll be
0: the first to tell. Okay. We have something special. You go ahead and tell Well,
1: me. we're going to... Did you test it to see if it worked on the screen or not? No, it does work on the screen, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Pastor Ernesto from Cuba is going to be in the Elmira Baptist Church tonight. We're going to dial him up FaceTime and we're going to talk about, I tested it yesterday and uh, just remember two things. One, Cuba is a third world country and it has fifth world internet service, okay? So he might appear to have a few blemishes that blur in and out, but for the most part he's gonna be on the screen talking to you. Can I get you to just stay on the platform where I'm actually trying to show people at home what you're doing and you're wandering too much? You're just like me. You know, I just hate people telling me what to do. <laughs> Did Isaac get on the screen? Yeah, yeah. You got him? All right. just gotta stay within the range of this. Don't don't see the chairs, as long as you don't go past oh, the Oh if I stay within the chairs, gotcha. All right. So tonight at 5 o'clock at 5.10, we're going to dial Ernesto up. We're going to talk. If you have a question, you get to ask him as if he were standing here. So think of a question you might have about Cuba, okay? Our hope is to get to Cuba on January 30th, 31st through February 9th. That's our that's our, our year. So, But this morning, it's Ghana. And uh, I just want to introduce to you uh, Felix and uh, Rose Arma. Uh, Felix is special to AAA Ministries because in 2004, AAA Ministries went to Hong Kong on a missions trip. And while one of our workers, Joyce Prosai, a 70-year-old woman, she's 88 now, she said, yes, I surrender to go on a short-term mission trip. You think, well, those are useless. Felix Armagh is the result of a 70-year-old woman saying, yes, I'll go. She walked the street of a Kowloon park, and there Felix was sitting on a bench. Felix was homeless, stolen passport, stolen luggage, stolen money. He was sleeping on the floor of a little house that rented out to tourists. He would get up off the floor and sweep the the rooms. That's the position Felix Armand was in in 2004. And he's sitting on a bench in Park in that depressed state. Joyce Procise walks by him and leads him to Christ. He went to church. He went to Bible school, and 11 years ago, he went to Ghana, where he's from. And he met his wife uh, in the Philippines, where the Bible school was. Her name is Rose, what a sweetheart. Any Filipinos in here? Filipinos? Filipinos, sweetest people I know. Uh, We made about three trips there, and and just sweetheart. So, So that's the connection. Uh, and so that's, that's Felix. Let me, I'm trying to, I, I get the, wait a minute, it's, it, hold on a second, I don't want to ruin anything. Okay. So um, he's been there about 11 years. You're going to see at the end of Sunday school, he's going to give about a five minute um, thing of what's happened in the last 10, 11 years he's been in in Ghana. Okay. Now, why am I doing all this? Well, first of all, to tell you about Our trip to Ghana, which was, uh, what was my word? Overwhelmed. We were overwhelmed. I'd never met Felix. Joyce saw. I meet him. We meet him in September, and he blew me away. Hardest worker I've ever seen in my life. He's 43. How old are you, Pastor? 49. Oh, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the energy you had at 43? I do. It was a good day. Un- <laughs> Unbelievable. Impressed me. Taught me. Inspired me. I came back to our home church. I looked at Pastor Taylor. I said, we need to double his support. We support him $100 a month. We need to double his support. That's how impressed he was. So I come here to Elmira Baptist Church, and an ulterior motive is—I don't know what your missions budget is for next year, but boy, if there was a way you could support him, your monies would be used for the glory of God for souls. Okay, I just—I you know, unbelievable. What? Eight. What's that? That's how much he gets a month. Oh yeah, he gets eight hundred U.S. dollars a month. Now, in Ghana, he's able to live by, but he has to pay for his ministry there. So it comes up a little short there. So that's what he gets right now, 800. Okay, at that rate, we'll never get to <laughs> that video. Um, I told this story in Calvary a couple of weeks ago and somebody got offended. I'm not picking on your religion now, if you're a Baptist, you will not be offended. <laughs> if you grew up something else, you might be offended. You
0: grew up Methodist you'd be offended.
1: No, you can grow up Methodist and not be offended. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I need, a, I need a kid here and a kid there to trip me if I get too close. <laughs> Joyce Proseis talked to him in 2004 and said, uh, can I talk to you about heaven? He says, and you're not going to see the whole testimony. You're only going to see a little bit. Pe- Statement of it. He said, Oh, heaven, I'm from Ghana, we're Pentecostal, we're charismatic. I know everything about heaven. He was just that's where he was from. So that's what he told Joyce in 2004. Well, this is a charismatic preacher today. And here's the control, here's the charismaticism. This man, get me right. I don't want to say that. Does he change into a snake before he goes to heaven? Or after. He goes to heaven.
0: Go ahead. Well, you know, I, I might have been the one that offended whoever he's talking about, because I'm the one that <laughs> talked about the Pentecost. After.
1: Come here. Wait a minute, right here. Uh, well the Pentecost
0: in Africa are different than the Pentecost here. There you, you go. When you say that if we're you've st- been to a Pentecost church, you know what how they worship. But anyway, I don't we're not talking about US Pentecost, we're talking about the Pentecost in Ghana. Okay. they they intimidate their people uh, they're people. They're mega churches. And what they do is they go into heaven and they find out about you. They find out about you and you. They come back and they say, God told me this about you. You need to give me money and you need not go to another church. You need to stay here. If not, I'm going to turn into a snake. I'm going to come to your house and you." And the worst part about it is they believe it. So they intimidate the,
1: the, the people. Can I give you a microphone? Yeah. All right. I'm going to sit yeah. down now. I don't, okay. I don't know. <laughs> we'll sit right there. <laughs> right there. So so there's control. So Felix says, I'm from Ghana. I'm from Pentecostal. That's what they're officially, you know, like America is a Christian nation. Uh, Pentecostal, charismatic. That guy's alive today. Teaching lies. Lying to the people. Um This is the church where Felix Armagh pastors. Now, this is very important. I want your pastor to hear this. I I want you to go ahead and take a picture. Okay. It's upside down. Listen to this. I told you that after nine days, Felix Armagh blew me away and pressed me. I told you last week, if you had been there, you would have come back and taken a vote. Said we need to support this guy because he is the cream of the crop. He's at the top. Let me verify that. In the foreground of that picture is the official church. In the background, the blue building is the parsonage. Here's how impressive Felix Arma apparently has always been. In Bible school, four years in the Philippines, the president of the Bible school called all his contacts and built him a a church to live in. His home pastor, while he's going to Bible school in the Philippines, called his contacts and built him a parsonage. What Bible school graduates will have the president call around to raise money or to build him a house? That's obviously, if nine days impressed me, Four years with those guys, they built those things for him. That is what he's all about. Hard worker, hard worker. Ah. Now, back to you with that microphone, because these are the two of the people that impress Earl the most on his trip. Two church members, just like you lay people in the congregation. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this is Isaac and
0: uh, Gloria. Uh, they both in Ghana. In Ghana, English is their primary language. Okay, they have dialects, and if, believe it or not, when you hear me speak, you can hear me clearly and understand every word I say. But we have a horrible, horrible drawl or accent, according to these people. So when I speak, even though I'm talking slow, plainly, they sometimes they can't understand. And even, even though they're, they speak English. So when they speak, it's the same thing because they, they get their English from England. We get our English from here. <laughs> so they, they speak English, English. And even though they speak English, it's hard for us sometimes to follow them when they say something. So we actually have to have an interpreter and they understand what we say. So when we go out soul winning, um, Am I taking too long? No, but tell them why they impressed you. Well, this, I am. Okay. I am. When we would go out and we would approach somebody, and once they found out that the people I were speaking to could understand what I was saying, they would leave. And they'd go find other people. So we would have, a, we had a three-headed soul winning team, even though for the first day or so they stayed with me. But then after that, we'd spread out. But they
1: just, they have a, I mean, there's no fear, shooting around, just starting around. And we went out so many, six times with up to seven different groups, and there were, we saw the number was a 240-ish professions of faith during those six days on the streets, on the streets, Let me say one overwhelmed. Thing. Let me say one other thing. You know, before we left, John said that this could be a
0: big harvest for us, you know, because usually when we go to Cuba, we might get anywhere from 60 to 120 of faith I don't know who gets his email and we don't know you know because people say did they mean it we don't know but during this seven days that we were there we had over 600 professions of faith I know
1: wow <laughs> yeah. unbelievable amen to that uh this is just for fun but you might want to take a, take, have the ushers take note here, but a little stick maybe came in handy with some of the children. <laughs> so I thought, I saw some of the adults walking around with those little sticks. Just said, hey, you know, straighten up. Isaac, straighten up. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Ah, All girls, all school-age girls, have to have their hair cut this short. Every one of them. Why? They just, the government decided it was a distraction in the schools, long hair. We can understand in America, you know, girls play with the hair, you know, primping and, well, there, that's it, that's a girl. So, I'm talking to and said, hey Bob, uh, what do you, I'm not a boy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but I just, I just wanted you to know that. <laughs> All girls. All girls. Felix's daughter had long hair. That must have been a wig because I saw a picture of her after we left it. it was that short. Really? I don't know because she went to the public school. So, All right. So girls, how many would like to have their hair cut like that as long as you're in school? Yeah, that's what I thought. None of you. <laughs> uh, by the way, that green car is what we... Drove around every day. But that's a city street. And what is that wooden thing over? uh, Open sewer. Open sewer. Now, that's why you don't want to get bit by mosquito, right? Because you get sick. And they get sick over there. Oh, sick for a week or two. Then I'm okay. I might have it two or three times a, a year, but that's it. Open sewers. We're so sophisticated, you know. We at least cover our sewers, right? I mean, we have the same sewers, but it's covered. But that's Africa. That. That's why they we had to get so Yeah, you know, when we're done, I might not like you after all. You know? um, even there, I wasn't outside the line. Okay. All right, I'm sorry. We <laughs> um, had to get so we had to get literally $1,800 worth of shots. Earl had to get to Landon. I had to get. Well, the government paid for most of mine, but they they didn't do the yellow fever one. That's that's like a $500, $400 to $500 shot, one shot. So if you want to go to Africa. Before you even step on the plane, it's going to be fifteen hundred to two thousand.
0: Well, <clears throat> you have to have the yellow. You have to have yellow fever shot to get in. The, they won't let you in, in. But the meningitis and the other ones were um, suggested. But mosquito malaria. We talked to a lot of people that had malaria when we were there, and, or either getting over it or had it. And uh, but you, it's suggested that you get them. But do you want to get meningitis or what's the other one?
1: Model. Well, their budget, up. yeah, I can't remember. I'm thinking of one. Rabies. The doc, my doc said, if you don't touch an animal, I won't not give you a rabies shot. I said, okay, I promise I won't touch an animal. So, so our last sixth, no, fifth day of when the weather was a little iffy. If it rains, they don't even like to go out. Apparently, it's it monsoons and rivers form in the middle of the street. So we decided to go to the mall. So about five, six different vehicles pulled up to a mall and 35 of us piled out. We must've been on the camera, the the security camera, because before we even got to the front door of the mall, the security guard was out there. saying, you can't do this in the mall. So they stopped us in the right there. And uh, Felix says, I'd like to talk to whoever's in charge. So they took, he took up inside the mall to the security office. We'd like to be able to pass out Bibles and tracts. You cannot do that. Why? Well, because you can't interrupt businesses and all that She gave three or four reasons why he couldn't. Then he looks at her, he says, he says, just tell me, what do I have to do to be able to pass out tracts? She looked at him and said, you pay me $500, I'll let you so corruption was everywhere he said no thank you so what we did is we walked around the parking lot passed out and then along the streets along and it was it turned out to be a great day of evangelism okay you trying to say something
0: well we, I think we we had either seven or eight professions of faith but we also passed out over 400 tracks and brochures and that and not just in the parking lot we went out
1: into the the community uh, we uh felix would always send pictures of their youth time and they always got a biscuit and a kool-aid we call it bug juice in the navy bug juice biscuit i said felix i'd love to feed him how much would it cost to feed 500 people i want 500 children in the crusade He said, that'd be about $1,000. I said, okay, we're going to bring $1,000. Triple industry is going to bring $1,000 to feed 500 children on the crusade. But we didn't get 500. But we had 450. (laughs) (laughs) And we fed them. And several people gave to help feed. So if you were one of those, and you say, I don't know, I like the meal. That's the number one meal in Africa Ghana a little i don't know doughy thing and a soupy thing and they use their finger things yes a biscuit and it means two things bis- a biscuit bis- yeah a cookie. or a cookie and a biscuit yeah biscuit. right so it could be a cookie or a biscuit i i've looked at it it looks looks like a hockey puck is what it looked like to me <laughs> But anyway, that fed 450 people. And they had enough to feed the very next day, friend day, hundreds more. So the $1,000 fed, I don't know, I'll say six, 700 people that meal. So if you gave, I want your heart to just do a little boom, Because that might have been their only Good meal for the week, right? I mean, think about it. Oh, tell that little story about the biscuit.
0: Okay, I want to also say, you know, they, they eat with their hands. It's not something that's. Uh, it's just something that it's culture,
1: so you can see you
0: can see the children eating with their hands. I would say over half the children actually took these meals home to share with their families rather than have, eat them here. Uh, and me and John were uh, very active in all the activities, so we were. During this time, we were helping hand out the meals, not prepare them, because they have you know volunteers that do that. Uh, anyway, they actually got a cookie as well. This is a like a, a dough, like like a starchy dough, a starchy dough, and a, and a like soup. a big biscuit, and uh, they put very different types of uh, sauce in it. And that's what makes the meal different. But anyway, we also had a, a cracker, like an a bis- a bis- in a plastic. You know, not very big, maybe four by whatever. And that was a treat for the kids. And I was handing those out. I had a couple left over and I was walking to put those back. And this little girl about your size (laughs) came up to me and said, Sir, that grabbed me by my shirt. Sir, can I have a cookie? And I said, Sure. So I gave her a cookie. Within seconds, there had to be 30 kids (laughs) around me and they were with their hands out. Or one, anyway, Rose, uh, pastor's wife, came up to me and said they've all had cookies. So I took <laughs> out one cookie and put it
1: back. It just shows you how hungry they are. They're hungry. We are the fatted calf in the Bible. And you know what happens to fatted calves? They were slain. We need to sacrifice because there are people in this world that have nothing. Nothing. I just wanted you to see that the inside the church there's a choir, they sing like they sing in English everything's just like you would here um, I just wanted you to see that uh, these were people these were kind of, this is the core soul winners of the church and uh, we just wanted, so we started I don't know, there's about eight of them there um Four, eight, nine. It's nine. Pastor it would be ten. The white guy, he doesn't count. <laughs> um, first time we went out, there there was this. And the next day, it was bigger. Remember how we asked you to pray for the solding time? Every time it got bigger, bigger, until it got up to 35. From eight to 35. Just so that you know And this is one of the invitations of, I want to be a soul winner. So so people who weren't soul winning came forward and said, I I want to commit to telling people about Christ. That was the first meeting of the soul winners. It grew, that was before we went out. That's the biggest group of soul winning that, that went out. So... We're going to tell two different sewing stories. This is my favorite one. There was an organization. I was in the dentist's office and that little book was sitting there on the, there. I picked it up and I looked. They gave them away free. I dialed them up and said, like, take 100 to Ghana. They sent me 200. So we're passing these out. So this is at the mall, outside the mall. So somebody, I walk up to this guy. He's already, he's reading this book, which means what? Somebody's already given it to him, which means what? Somebody didn't witness to him, which means what? I am. Why? You walk by somebody reading this. This uh, this is the Gospel of John. And does that look like he's intent? So I sat down with him and led him to Christ. Amen. So we can't give out stuff. And some people's level is, I can just give out stuff today, but you know, one day you want to be able to open the Bible and give them the gospel and see them saved. So somebody in that group of 35 said, here. But it should open our eyes that many people that accept one, the reason why they're accepting it is because their heart's open and you seize the opportunity. That was my story. I think this next one is yours, Earl. Go ahead, stand up, right here. Uh, this, uh,
0: the person on the left is uh, Isaac, Isaac, and then the two on the right are Gifty and Gloria. They're my soul-winning team that went out with me every day. Uh, that's Melanie and Jefferson in the middle. Uh, they spoke perfect English, and they understood, but the, but uh, they stayed with me for two days because they wanted to see how I presented the gospel. And anyway, these two people accepted Christ, Uh, and the reason this is my favorite story is the next day, we went out in the same neighborhood, and uh, we came across Jefferson. He was talking to these four women that were in a little uh, kitchen fixing food and selling it, getting ready to sell it, and he he says, come here. He says, you need to listen to this man, and so they came, they stopped what they were doing, and they came out, and they all four also accepted Christ. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, so, Felix, you saw the building. They saw his parsonage. He's laid the foundation for a second church. Eleven years. Um, go getter. He's got a he's got a convert that's graduated from Bible school, the same Bible school he went to in the Philippines. That's going to take that church another generation. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Uh, I just remember, homeless, sleeping on the floor, no money, no passport, no nothing. And a 70-year-old woman walked by and said, here. So the AAA family, which is not me, trust me, I have zero money. Gives. And so we bought four tents and a hundred chairs so that right now this month they can begin to meet on that slab underneath that tent. So officially in November was when they planned the start because of AAA Ministries family. Can I say something? Yes. You know, uh, we uh,
0: we asked Pastor Felix what his number one prayer request was, and that was it. And this number two request was windows and doors for his church. And we were driving and we told, we had funds. And we told him, God has answered both those prayers for you. But when he talks about AAA's family, if you gave, if you prayed, that's you. Amen. And you bought in for all of this. When somebody said, yes, Jesus, you were there. Because of your prayers and your giving. We couldn't go. We couldn't, if you didn't pray for us, Come on, we, we can't do it. We can't do it. There's power on, the, on your knees. we just What an amazing thing is that we go to churches that have a heart for lost people, that a heart, have a heart for people that are out in the field working every day because they're doing it today Well, we're here. They're out there doing it. But it's because of the AAA family that we're able to do this, and we're all in it together.
1: So did you realize you were in Ghana in September? Did you realize that? Probably not. You were there. You were there. What yes? Was I speaking? <laughs> Very good. Uh, that question was asked at our home church on the Facebook video. And I said, I, they speak English, but their own language. And I said, I have no idea. And Felix from Ghana typed out on Facebook the name of the language. So if you really want to know bad enough, I got it written
0: down.
1: <laughs> I just thought that was funny. You could never say, I'm too old to go. This is that 70 year old woman who now is 88. After we went, we come back to the church, and everybody gives a testimony of what they have. Here's her testimony met a man named Felix. He, uh, he wanted to know how to go to heaven, and he asked Jesus to say, Boom. That was it. Seven seconds. Seven seconds. Felix tells it in 26 minutes. <laughs> she walked past him. He saw this white woman from America or something passing out stuff. He said, Oh, I wonder what. Now remember, he's sleeping on the floor. Oh, I wonder what she's feeling. And, and she went past him. He said, Does she not like black people? And then he says, and she drew back. That's the title of the sermon. She drew back. I couldn't find anybody in the Bible that drew back, but uh, gave him the gospel, and he wanted to be saved. Last summer, she led a team in our program of soul winning at age 88. Never tell me you're too old to go. You're never too old. Um, That's Joyce. I'm looking for another Joyce right here. Somebody that say, I could do that. I could could go on a short-term trip. Everybody says, do they mean it? I have no idea. Did Felix mean it? He did. You don't know, do you? So what are you supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I don't know if I should say. I don't know. No, no you just do it. You obey God <clears throat> and then let God take care of the rest. So, because of Joyce, Felix is doing what he's doing. Joyce, she's going to go to heaven. Felix, 43. She's 88. He's 43. So how long will Joyce's ministry continue in Ghana? How long? Until until Felix goes to heaven, right? But wait a minute, Felix has already got Bible school people, graduated, and they're in their 20s. That's the multiplication God is interested in. If I were you, I'd get in on that one because Felix Arma is on fire. Okay. I think that's the last slide, but we're going to show... Hold on a second. This is the one that's on your I think, pastor. So, this is a five-minute segment out of a 23-minute testimony. I'm not showing you the testimony of how he got saved because to you, we did that up in Oroville because that's where Joyce was. And the church had heard that story for 18 years. We're only going to show you what he's done in the last 11 years. To show you the fire that comes out of his heart as he talks. And and you could have a part. Um, so let's just, this is, this is about five minutes. And uh, so he's already saved. He's already graduated from Bible school. He lands in Ghana, his home country, to begin the ministry. Whenever you're ready, Pastor. Yes.